This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 478 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have Grant Putnam, his company, Element Pressure Washing of Southwest Florida. Grant, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic today. How are you, Charlie? I'm doing great, Grant. And this is what I love about the Good Neighbor Podcast. Not only are we meeting good neighbors of today, but future good neighbors. And and if you don't mind me just sharing, Grant, the no, fact that <laughs> we met a few weeks ago and I was so impressed. We just met shortly. Um, and one, one of the, the big impressions that you made on me, I, I remember years slash decades ago, I was a kid in college and I had this passion dream of opening a gym and all my college buddies said yeah right and you know they went out and did their party lifestyle which hey i i i get and i you know but some people like that yeah i was i was you know there's something more right so uh uh before i graduated guess what i did i opened up my gym the gym and then here you are and we're talking and (laughs) You like cut from the same cloth, so I love it, and yeah, I can't wait. Way, yeah, yeah, to hear your story here. So, Grant, let's start with Element Pressure Washing of Southwest Florida. Tell us about your company. Yeah, so uh, we've been going strong for about a year now. We're coming up on our year of business. Uh, essentially, I have this business to kind of combat the usual in pressure washing. You know, pressure washing, many could say, is kind of commoditized. And so I realized that pressure washing was a bit too hazardous. You know, I'm a bit of an environmentalist. And so mm-hmm. I specifically saw in the neighborhood that I lived at that time, uh, pressure washers would come in and they'd pour bleach all over the road and it would sink down into our soil, kill tons of grass, have tons of uh, resodding needed to be done. And so I wanted to combat that. And I realized that there were no pressure washers out there, or very few who actually didn't use bleach. And so it started as a bit of a hobby, but we essentially offer eco-friendly pressure washing. Uh, It's no bleach, no chlorine, no ammonia, no hazardous chemicals, not much more than regular dish soap and some very niche products. And not to mention it's to the same quality that you usually would get. And we are a company, as you can tell from myself, that is uh, run by youth entrepreneurship. And so I've made it a goal not just to maintain my youth, but to hire young as well and use it as a tool to teach other young entrepreneurs. Wow. Wow. What, so where did all this come from? Where did you get this? Tell us about your journey. It's, uh, it's a bit of an interesting one. I was about halfway through high school and both my father, Sean, and I were discovering entrepreneurship as it was at the same time, but roughly 25 years apart. And so we understood that, you know, everyone has an industry or something that they go into and we didn't know what we wanted to do. We weren't really passionate about anything in particular other than farming, which ran through my family bloodline. We didn't have anything special. And so one day I was asked to do a chore, pressure washing our driveway with our little electric pressure washer. It took me Uh hours to do. And (laughs) I saw that as a problem. And so I thought, well, how can I make this better, faster? and did some research, fell down the rabbit hole of all the different fancy equipment you can buy and techniques you can use, and ended up really falling in love with it because it was satisfying. It's like mowing a lawn, kind of. So I ended up uh, wanting to start a pressure washing business, but I didn't really know how to go about it because I didn't have any money. (laughs) And every book you read talks about 
investing your money. How do I invest my money? Mm -hmm. So I came up with the idea, plan, if you will, to go door to door, except I didn't have a pressure washer to use. So I went door to door and said, hey, I'll, I'll pressure wash your driveway for this amount of money and maybe I'll clean this or that. And they said, sure. Fast forward three days of me doing that straight, maybe even four, I think it was, until I actually collected enough capital to buy it. And oh, from there, my worked my butt off and ended up with a pressure washer. And the rest is history, really. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. <laughs> I mean, Scary. and unless yeah. you've ever done door-to-door -door or cold calling, it's really hard to appreciate mm -hmm. how... It's an experience. Oh, my Lord. Yes. Good Not to mention, I, I wasn't um, very familiar with my neighbors at the time because my family was very uh, to themselves. You know, we didn't yeah. really mingle a whole lot. And it wasn't a very active community. So it was especially intimidating knocking on strangers' doors, despite the fact that I lived three houses down. Right, right. But it, it built a lot of confidence in me, I think. Yes, yes. Wow. Good for you, Grant. How about... Thank you. <laughs> what about mis misconceptions in the uh, pressure washing industry? What do you hear that you can talk about? Well, in the pressure washing industry, for one, people kind of... Uh, I think people misperceive its value because... There is either a perception that people don't think it's worth what you'd pay or people don't think you need it at all. And on both ends of it, there's a lot of confusion. On the one end, if you don't need it at all, it could potentially be harmful to your concrete because most people don't know this, but what creates the dirtiness of either driveways or your home even, it's mostly mold. And I mean, anyone can really predict that. But uh, if anyone has ever really done any research into environmental science, there's this thing called lichen. It's a very common type of mold. And essentially, it's what founds ecosystems. And there you have an island made of rock that's formed from a volcano, lichen lands on it, and it secretes an acid that breaks down the rock and creates dirt. Then it dies, decomposes, and more lichen come in, and it repeats the process. And so obviously, it takes a long time. But most of the mold that is growing on your driveway is slowly secreting an acid that does break it down. And so by not pressure washing, you do risk actually getting cracks or just overall damage and corrosion on that surface, not to mention it looks dirty. And on the <laughs> other end of it, pressure washing, while it may seem like it's mowing a lawn, and, and I understand there's lots of independent guys out there who do great work, it's still a skill. It's still something that takes a lot of equipment. It's still something that takes a lot of uh, insurance and care as well. Mm. And, mm. and so it's, it's, it's specialized. It's, you really do get what you're paying for when you go yeah. with the right companies. Yeah. And you make a good point about the insurance because, uh, man, I, I know just the uh, whatever, yeah. the Home Depot version uh, power mm -hmm. washers can do some damage. I, I mean, commercial power washers. Oh, yeah. You can really, um, not only hurt yourself, but, but destroy parts of your, your home. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, seriously. The, so we carry insurance and typically, I can't say that we were legally required to carry insurance, but if anyone wants to contract you or anything, insurance is a must. And on top of insurance, I like to pride myself in that I, I, I'm willing to go above just a claim, you know, oh, I tore up your paint or whatever. There's a degree of care that should be there present in any service business, whether it be cleaning of like detailing of homes, pressure washing, plumbing, whatever, where the, the details matter. You know, you'll hear that from everybody. If, if it's your grass dying, if it's, you know, the paint being ripped off the side of the wall, it's something that should be paid attention to. 
And you mentioned the um, the pressure washers you can buy at Home Depot. I hear a lot of people recently, this is something else I wanted to bring up, um, buying electric pressure washers. And that's great. Actually, I made a video on my uh, my Facebook page about this. Um, they buy electric pressure washers. You know, they want to save them, save themselves a couple hours or a quick buck, and they'll go out there and continue to spend four or five hours with their wand, just kind of <laughs> going back and forth, like I was when I started, and that was the problem that I had that I'm trying to solve. Uh, and so, at the very least, the biggest thing I can recommend to anybody if they don't want to hire a pressure washer is to look into investing into a surface cleaner. <laughs> Instead, they look like little discs, and they clean like a like a vacuum instead. So that's that's yeah. another tip that I give, actually. <laughs> well, and it's funny. My uh, a good buddy of mine has a pressure washing company in Virginia, mm -hmm. and he said the same thing. And he showed me some videos of like, oh my yeah. my goodness! I mean, it's like huge difference. Yeah, yeah, and yes. it's it's people. I, I I did the math for it, and the the time that you would spend using your average wand, and actually. 95% of the pressure washers out there use the same patented tips. So you can guarantee they're cleaning the same surface area at a time, especially if they're electric. You are cleaning at a rate five times faster only for 20% more investment. And so wow. that's immediately more efficient than just buying yep. an electric pressure washer, doing it, leaving all those marks, and then yeah, going at it. <laughs> Which, of course, at the end of the day, you know, from a business standpoint, the, the more efficient process that you have, the more efficient your rates can be for your, uh, your customers. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And not to mention you uh, can actually, there's this concept in economics where if you have something uh, produced on mass, even if it's service. So if you have, you know, bigger equipment that cleans faster and more area at a time, you have more flaws and you have greater chance of making a mistake, lower quality, but in the, actual case of pressure washing it's the opposite where by having a bigger surface cleaner or more powerful equipment you can get rid of the risk of having those streaks for example on driveways mm. you know those circles and the lines man that was a big adventure for me but actually I, I learned a really useful tip for being able to avoid those no matter the size are you ready for this this is like a yeah. I, I can't call it a trade secret but it's just so it's like the the eighth wonder of the world except for pressure washing <laughs> i I hear people, they say, oh, well, you know, to solve those streaks, just pour uh, phosphoric acid on the concrete and let it level it out. Don't do that. All you have to do, instead of going back and forth like a lawnmower, clean like it's a brush, like you're scrubbing. Evenly disperse the pressure when you're doing it in no particular order. It could be completely sporadic, and you completely get rid of that problem. Really, it's seriously that easy. It's wow. and you get that much more quality on top of it. And I, I train everybody that works for us to do that, yeah. and it saves them a bunch of time too. And the clients are happy, and it, it works really well. And you're not pouring acid in your yard. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it, it is amazing. The things that we dump, uh, I see it all the time driving around. I won't name oh, yeah. particular products, but you know, um, it all. Especially here. I mean, we live on uh, an island, Fort Myers Beach, and you feel like saying yeah. to uh, your neighbors or the residents, like, you do realize where this is going. It's going beyond right our waters. Right. Yeah. Yes, it, it, it really dilutes down. You know, this, I, I learned something interesting about that, actually, which really, really got me thinking about my business. There is federal law. This is why you, my company doesn't have any trailers at the moment. Federal law states that if you take water off of one property, even if it's you know just down the road, and dump it on another, you are legally required to pick all of it up. And, and that's due to the Clean Water Act. 
um, no matter what you're using it for, whether it be cleaning or simply just rinsing something off. I mean, you have to collect all of it. And obviously a lot of that stuff goes under the radar and it's kind of targeted yeah. towards more you know bigger companies, but it, it matters for a reason because everybody's water has different things in it. And so you could really be messing with the ecosystem or the water there where you're dumping it. Right. It's it's kind of goes over people's heads a little bit. Dang. Yeah. yeah. That's good stuff, Grant. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> how about outside of the business? What do you what are you doing when you're not working? What are you doing for fun? Man, I mean, at this point I'm working around the clock, but yeah. when I do have a chance to, you know, stretch my legs and enjoy myself, I mean, I'm actually a bit of a nerd. I I love playing Dungeons and Dragons. Have you ever heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Oh my goodness. From yeah. years ago. Yeah, it's still still up and going today. I am a proud DM, you know, I, uh, I love being outside. Uh, I've been starting to work out. I, I love biking and hiking, especially. I've been trying to travel up to the mountains and maybe do some camping. Uh, I love to read, been really investing into myself that way. But for the most part, I've been living and breathing business in school. It's, yeah. been, a, it's been a rough ride. <laughs> you got any uh, good reads, any, any book recommendations uh, for our listeners? <laughs> It's it's very popular and I'm currently finishing it right now, but I highly recommend for some of the aspiring business owners, entrepreneurs to read the book E-Myth or oh. those of you who maybe are in oh, the business already. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fantastic book, the, the updated version. The other one I'd recommend is kind of a, uh, a hidden gem, I'd call it, because I'm actually going into economics in college. It's called mm-hmm. Nudge. I forget the author's name, but it's essentially talking about this new version of economics that's being used by corporations in marketing, and it's Mm -hmm. called nudge theory. It's called behavioral economics, essentially being able to nudge either whether it be clientele or just human beings in very non-provocative, non-intrusive ways to be able to help them to their benefit without Mm -hmm. violating rights, without doing anything that's overstepping. It's, it's another okay. fantastic book I'd recommend. Good stuff, man. I'm going to check that one out. Seriously, That's too. Great. Yeah, yeah. How about, boy, I, <laughs> I pause here because I want to get into hardships and life challenges. And typically, you know, I'm interviewing older business folks and they've been through a lot. Maybe, you know, in your case, you haven't been through a whole heck of a lot. But I'm going to ask it anyway and you take it however you want. You know, yeah. looking back in life, uh, what comes to mind, if anything, Grant, a hardship or a life challenge that you've been through and you can now say, hey, I'm better for it, I'm stronger? I think the most relatable hardship and easy to articulate, easiest to articulate hardship that I've gone through in going through this process is being at a point where, you know, as a kid, I'd spent my entire life looking to my dad for advice for A, B, C, or to family who have also owned businesses for A, B, and C, but eventually reaching a point where your motivation has been crushed and you're, you're at this issue of, Oh, you know, maybe I don't know if I can make this. I don't know if I can, I can make this happen. This is mm-hmm. getting really tough. There's a lot of really big hurdles. I don't know how to cross and no one can help you where you, your family hasn't been in that position before. And so trying to problem solve and learn from strangers instead and from your surroundings, from other successful people that I go out and find that was the hardest part. That was my, my greatest hardship so far was really, trying to dig myself out of the hole of ignorance alone. But after yeah. I got out of it, I realized that it's easiest to ask for help. <laughs> I think people are kind of ashamed to do that, but it's it's yeah. a lot better than one would think. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a huge life's lesson uh, uh, to share and the fact that you've been through it already. 
And uh, yeah, and as you know, I mean, it, it's it would have been so easy just to to give up, right? And oh, say, of course, oh, it's always the easy option. Yeah. There have been times where I've like, I, I don't know if I can take this anymore, but I happen to, whether it be by God's grace or whatever else, I just happen to meet the right person who I say, "What do you think of this? How should I go about this? Where can I find the motivation to do this?" And it just one day at a time until finally you've you've multiplied those days that you have to look forward to by ten, then twenty, then a hundred. Yeah. And now yeah. you can continue to make sure that motivation grows. Yeah. That's success, right? It's, uh, oh, it's it consistency. You know, it's, it's a long way to go, but yeah. we're working there. Yeah. 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 You are getting there. Awesome. How about, Grant, one thing you wish our listeners knew about you and your company, what would that be? We really love to connect with the community and I don't want other people maybe in my industry or in related industries to feel threatened because I'm a very new business. I am one of the newest that I've seen, despite the fact that there are hundreds of licenses that I see being renewed all the time, I'm very new. But that doesn't mean that I don't want to create relationships. That doesn't mean that I don't want to help those who are already out here. And most of all, I really want to help educate people. I'm not trying to be the, the pushy environmentalist because in reality, I'm not super stark of an environmentalist. I, I think that there are things we can do like directly that will obviously help us like not drowning our driveways in bleach. <laughs> but I also want to use this new position that I have to help other young people in entrepreneurship and reach out to them as well and set the example for how business should be conducted. Not as an enemy, because there is competition, but as an ally yeah. in the service yeah. industry. Yeah, you know, you, you come from a creative point, not exactly. a competitive point. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, again, another huge lesson in that, you know... <laughs> And I get competition. I mean, I played sports and all that. And certainly in my yeah, business, yeah. there's been competition. But, you know, the biggest strides that I've made, and, and you've already, fi again, figured this out. I'm so jealous, um, is that you you move forward from a creative standpoint. You know, you really, you look at competition. and What has it done in the history of business? It's made everyone else become more technology-driven or more effective. I mean, exactly. It's it benefits. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it saddens me a little bit that uh, it could just be miscommunication. It could be all sorts of different things. I, I, I've really been trying to reach out to other pressure washers because more than anything else, because I reinvest a large percentage, if not all of what I make and profit as a business back into the business so I can create jobs. Creating jobs and creating opportunity is my, I, I'd call it a hobby at this point. I, I absolutely love to be able to share an opportunity with someone else because that makes that person's life better. Because I know some people have done it for me and people will continue to do it for me. And it yeah. goes all around. Yep. Yep. Wow. Grant, great, great stuff. Very, very powerful. I know we have listeners that want to get in touch, want to connect with you. What's the best way for them to do so? Uh, we have a Facebook page. It's Element SWFL is the tagline at the end of facebook.com. Uh, you can reach me at my cell. I don't know if I can provide it live on air. <laughs> uh, or we have a website, elementswfl.com. You can get in touch with me there. It could be business related. You could have an estimate through my website. Or if you just want to learn something and, and email me, you're more than happy to grant at elementswfl.com. That's how you can reach me. And I'm going to share your phone number because like myself, if you asked me, Charlie, what's your office number? I would have no idea what to say other than 239-something-something-something-something-something. <laughs> Something-something-something-something. Uh, so uh, Grant's number, 
is 239-285-6774. Grant, love the conversation. Wish you the absolute best going there. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.